Welcome to the podcast sponsored by me, presented by me. Today's podcast is talking about relationships. How do you know if a guy is really into you? If you're a girl, and how do you know if a girl is really into you if you're a guy? Let's get straight into it. So let's start with the guys. Uh, how do you know if a girl is really into you? Man, you'll know. You'll fucking know. And the more experience you get with women, the more you'll be able to tell if you're just another orbiting beater for her or if she really wants to invest in you, all right? So you know pretty quickly if you're just another orbiting beater or if she wants more than that, if she wants to really have sex with you uh, many too many times or if, well, she's, if she don't have sex with you many times, she probably wants to be in a relationship with you, typically, unless you're just like the, the, the side orbiting beater who is lucky enough to have sex with her a couple of times here and there. Otherwise... If, a girl, if you sit with a girl 20 or 30 times, then she definitely wants more than just a hookup, more than just a distraction from her full-time boyfriend. She wants more. So let's talk about orbiting beta. Some people have thought, what, what is an orbiting beta, Harley? What the fuck is that? Orbiting beta. Orbiting beta is, you know, they say, the saying is, alpha for the fox, beta for the bucks. So what you have is you have the women out there, the women of high SMV, those women of SMV being sexual market values so between sort of 18 to 25. And uh, these attractive 18 to 25 are women is just when they're at their peak. Some people would say women's at a peak, which is 21, 22. Leonardo DiCaprio only dates women under age 25. If you look at the charts done about Leonardo DiCaprio, the famous Hollywood actor, he is... Uh, known famously infamously known and if he wants a woman once his girlfriend hits 25 she is relegated for a new 18 year old model from brazil or monaco or wherever i said look up look up leonardo dicaprio and her dating charts is quite uh, it's quite interesting what he's done so that is a woman of high smv the hotter she is the more attractive she is to men the more orbiting beaters she'll have. So what does an orbiting beater do for her? The orbiting beater gives her company, maybe goes out for walks with her, goes out for dinner, maybe goes for bike rides, maybe walks the dog or helps her with move her apartment, but he doesn't get any sex. She doesn't kiss him, she doesn't fuck him. You know, maybe he might get lucky, but generally not. Generally the orbiting beater is like the guy, she tells all the problems, all the, you know, she's fucking the guys, the fuck boys, the alphas. And they don't really want to hear her problems, so she tells those problems to the auditing beater. The auditing beater is just basically like his personal assistant almost. And my girlfriends uh, typically over the years, uh, for the last couple of decades, been quite attractive, and they all have auditing beater boyfriends, which are generally friends of mine. And, uh, you know, the, the girls will talk to them if I'm a bit busy or if the girl wants attention and I'm not around, then they'll just, you know, talk to the, the auditing beaters, which is, you know, really easy to do over Instagram. Because, uh, you know, you always have people sliding your DMs and having a bit of a chat. So that's been a phenomenon. If you have a hot girlfriend, she'll have, in today's social media age, she'll have, you know, orbiting beaters. A lot of the orbiting beaters she never even meets in real life. They just, she just chit-chats to when she wants some attention. And people say, oh, yeah, these women don't want attention, don't want attention. <laughs> like, that's wrong. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's perfectly normal and healthy and human DNA. And the hotter the chick the more SMV she has, the more attention she needs because in the jungle, the, the small, you know, young-ish thing, woman, female, is, you know, food for the tigers. But what if you're like an 18-year-old, you know, slender, 100, 110-pound ballerina 
petite sort of thing, you know, and you walk around the jungle, you're, you're a prey. You are so easy to catch and gobble up. So she's going to feel very vulnerable in the jungle. So she's naturally going to want to have the, the masculine presence around her to make her feel safe. And when the tiger comes down from the tree, the, the alpha male will like, you know, battle, battle off the tiger. And so that's why women, the hotter they are, the more attention they need. And so it's oh, they're narcissistic and they're fake and they're this and that. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's part of the deal. But that's, that DNA comes from needing to feel protection from the beasts of the jungle. That's where it started. And obviously with social media and plastic surgery and competition and Photoshop and Facetune, it, that, get, that DNA need, it gets warped. Right? And then no one's really talking about this. Right? MGTOW just say, ah, oh, women are blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the, the feminists, don't, I mean, the, you ever notice that feminists only defend women they're not jealous of? Feminists never defend hot, sexy women. They defend women they're not jealous of. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, example would be my, you know, one of my ex-girlfriends, Freely. Well, I help lose weight, get out of debt, get out of Sydney. You, you know, she's gone a feminist now. She, she doesn't shave her legs anymore. But can you imagine... Uh, freely defending someone like Natasha, you know, who's like high SMV, she's 22, ballerina physique, very beautiful, attractive and stuff like that. You know, freely, also, she's you know, doing great for her age, but you won't ever see feminists out there, you know, defending these like, you know, young, high SMV girls. They just don't because the jealousy is just so crazy. And then the sad part is, is these feminazis, um, they, you know, is that even the word to use, feminazis? Let's not use that word. That's, that's, uh, let's call them feminists. Let's call them uh, feminists who have an orgasm for a while. So they're bitter, they're angry, and you know, they're, they're Clem Ford types. They never really, they, they never will defend young, attractive women of high SMV because they're just jealous. But that what that does is it ages your face. You know, that makes you look have a bitter, angry, you know, wall hit appearance, and then that just lowers your SMV. So that's that's why you want to be uh, you know angry. But anyway, I've divert. I've not. Let's go back to orbiting beaters. So the orbiting beater is to make the high SMV woman feel safe. There's, she's always got some men around to feel protected. And that's just that's just a given. And what happens is a lot of guys, you know, they're interested in, in a hot chick, and they're like, oh, hang on, I'm, I'm the one. I'm, 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 oh, she's hanging around me. Oh, this is going to go somewhere. And it's like, no, it's not, man. You, you're her orbiting beater. You are her orbiting beater, man. And it ain't going to ever go anywhere. And the amount of guys I've told this to, um, in my Chiang Mai crew or whatever, some of the vegan guys, and they're cool kids and stuff, but they've got no experience with women. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in, I'm in, I'm in. And I was like, no, you're not, man. Like, you've been, you're, you're Freely's orbiting beta, you're Natasha's orbiting beta, or you're Tori's orbiting beta. You're, you're just an orbiting beta, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually good practice because it means that you know how to hang around, you know, sexy women. And uh, that's, that's a skill. So it's a bit of an apprenticeship, right? You, got, you almost got to be, an orbiting beta is an apprenticeship to women. And that's just how it is. Like you're always going to be orbiting bit at some point in your life, and it's it's great to do that. It's good to learn how to be around women. That's that's you're halfway there. If you're not orbiting beta, that's why a lot of guys get frustrated. Like, oh my god, she's just used me as an orbiting beta. I was never going to get any pussy. I was a nice, a nice guy. It's like women don't fuck nice guys. They fuck confident guys. You know, women will fuck a confident jerk any day of the week over a nice guy who's insecure, and he's only being nice because he's insecure. He doesn't have any confidence. So that's, that's what guys think. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm nice, I'm nice. You know, if I'm nice 10 times in a row, will you suck my dick? So that's not how it works, man. That's not how it works. <laughs> when do we learn that? You know, so confidence, all right? And the girl's into you or she's not. Right? So if the girl's into you, then you'll fucking know it, man, because she'll be, yeah, she'll be gagging on it. She'll be gagging on that rod. 
on the first or second night, definitely second night. If she's not on the second night, she's not adding to you. Simple as that. Simple as that, man. That's just, that's just how it is. That is just how it is. If on the second night, you know, you're not, there's no cream pie or hardcore gagging, then she's not that into you. And that's not a problem at all. That's just not a problem at all. Most of the time, it's the first night. If she's really into it, the first night, if she's a bit maybe like, oh, does he kind of bail on me? Like, will he respect me? It'd be the second night. And if nothing's happened by the third night, uh, nothing's going to happen. Or you're like, maybe she thinks you, you're, you're gay, something like that, and nothing with like that, but yeah, she's just saying, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But you, you know, nine, I'll say 99% of the time, it's going to be first or second night. If a girl's into you, she will just be dropping your pants and just ripping that dong straight into her mouth. Simple as that. That's been my personal experience. And, um, you know, that's just how it is. And if she wants to do an orbiting beta, she'll just tag, string you along, just string you along. And it's just like, hey, I'm in an orbiting beta phase right now. And that's when you decide, now nah, I only want this chick for sex. This isn't going anywhere. See you later. Or, yeah, she's all right. I'll get along with the company. Let's just be friends. You know, let's just learn and, and maybe I can meet some of her friends and stuff like that. You know? So that's where you got to ask yourself, what is my goal here with this woman? And, uh, and sometimes I've been friends with a woman. I'm like, I, don't, I don't really want to get involved with her sexually because I should get really attached. But she's a, she's a nice, she's a good girl and uh, I can probably help out with some stuff and things like that. So you got to ask yourself, what's your goal here? You know, what is your goal? Otherwise, if you don't know what your goal is, then you have these expectations, and when they don't get met, you're like, oh, oh, you know, and then you always start getting insecure, and then you see her start, she's fucking someone else on Snapchat or Instagram, and you're like, oh my God, like, you know, he, he doesn't do anything for her, I did everything for her, I didn't get nothing, I didn't get my, I didn't get my balls licked, I didn't even get my balls licked, I didn't even lick my little nut, monkey nuts, and then you're like, that's just, that's just, like, that's just the game, man, that's just the reality. So you can uh, get all, you know, bitter and angry and jealous and then be like, oh, this guy is a fucking beta, insecure, you know, orbiting, an orbiting beta who's insecure, and that's not the worst. Now, you, now you're really, now you've, having been friend-zoned, you've been sort of ghosted. She's like, okay, you're like insecure, you can't, you can't even be a good orbiting beta, you know? You can't even be a good orbiting beta who, who understands how women work. So there you go. That is how you know if a woman's really into you, she'll be at your house, she won't want to leave, she'll moves countries to be with you she'll move states to be with you she'll ditch university to be with you she'll ditch a boyfriend to be with you she'll just ditch everything she'll put everything on a fucking pause and just move out and boom be in your bed you know breaking match breaking the slats that's just the reality right the chick's really into you she'll drop everything she'll drop a job she'll drop a fucking cat she'll drop a fucking dog she'll drop everything to be with you all right simple as a drop a family she'll disown her her twin sister who's needs a kidney transplant She'll just say, oh, I don't have, I don't have a sister anymore. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, she'll give a can of kidney beans and go, there's your kidney transplant. I'm out. Met, met, met my, my soulmate, dream boy, dream lover. That's the reality. That is the cold, hard truth. A woman will drop everything to be with you if she thinks you're the best she can get. Now, once a woman start, starts thinking she can get better, then she'll be like, hmm, this guy's a fucking chump. And then she'll start looking around. That's called hypergamy or hypergamy, whatever you want to call it, it's spelt H-Y-P-E-R-G-A-M-Y, E-Y. Let's Google it up, hypergamy, hypergamy. Let's call it hypergamy. And that is a woman's DNA, just as men are designed to seek the, the young 18 to 25-year-old 
slim-waisted, you know, bouncy boob, perky bum, peach bum, you know, attractive angel face woman, just how men go gaga for that. A woman goes gaga for a man who has status, money, and looks in that order. Status, money, and looks. And if you don't have that as a guy, then it's like, see you later. You're going to be lucky to even be an orbiting beater. And uh, unless you're a really good orbiting beater, unless you're like a you know, tenth year apprentice orbiting beater, wherever uh, you know, women can just use you for the attention and get what they want from the other guys. So there you go. That is the reality there. If you want to uh, accept that, then that that's going to be a lot easier life. And if you want to keep fighting that and fighting human DNA, women's DNA, male DNA, female DNA, then you just you end up in a, a very bitter cold place and you don't understand how, how men work or whatever or women work and this this is this is like 99.9 percent of men and women out there and the point zero one percent is people with severe mental health issues um assuming people aren't you know homosexual or whatever which is fine if you're into that but this i'm talking you know, we're talking uh heterosexual relationships here man woman woman man so 99 percent of hetero 99.9% of hetero men and women operate this way. This is this is just how it is. Now, people might not act on their desires, their hypergamy or their sexual attraction because they've got kids or a family or their certain religions or certain you know economic or social situations, but that's what they'll crave. The woman will crave the guy with the, the status, uh, money, and the looks, you know, and the man will crave the, the younger, attractive female who's just super feminine and carefree and just nice and angelic that's just that's just the that's just the dna programming and why do men not care about woman's status her money they care more about everything about looks that's just dna and why does a woman not really care that much about looks but cares more about how much money does he have how much status does he have because that means security that means security for the offspring even if the woman doesn't even, even want to have kids even if the thought of having kids is like Ugh, no way, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to you know, wreck my body or change my body or change my lifestyle. Even if a woman doesn't want that, she's just still programmed DNA in the jungle to be with the alpha man. And alpha man isn't the man with the biggest muscles or the biggest schlong or the biggest girth. That's not alpha man in a woman's mind. Alpha man is a man who makes her feel safe and can provide for her. That's the alpha. Right? That is the alpha. So you might be the, the best fighter in the, in the jungle, but you might be a total dummy and uh, keep walking into the lion's den, <laughs> you know? And the woman's like, hey, this guy's strong, but mate, we're getting caught up by lions. This dude's dumb. This dude's dumb. He's got no, no status and no power there. He's got no uh, no brains. So it looks are important, but not as much as uh, status and uh, money. That's why you'll see, you know, supermodels out there. You'll see them with these husbands. You're like, what the fuck? Like, what? What's, what's that guy doing? That guy's got status. Maybe he's a top designer. Or he's a top YouTuber or whatever. And he's got money. But his, his looks might be like, or he might be like, you know, maybe 60-year-old dude, no hair, big fat gut, bald, and his chick's like 21, tight, rig, and with this dude, you know, what? And she could have all these hot models and stuff like that, but she's going for this guy, you know? And she's not even like getting anything on the side. She's just like fully into this, this dude, you know, because he's got the, uh, the aphrodisiac effect of the status money. So, yeah, that's the, and if he, you know, Treats her right, then boom, she'll be really loyal and committed. So that's just the reality right there. That is, but you, what you will never see a really hot-looking guy, unless he's gay and he just wants a, a shadow girlfriend. You won't see a hot heterosexual guy with, you know, a, a female who doesn't have sort of, you know, that high SMB value. Or you, won't, you won't see that. 
I mean, you definitely do see guys who claim they're not gay and they hook up with women who are, you know, thinking that, oh, my husband's straight, but your husband's actually, you know, at the Mardi Gras and at the soccer club, you know, and he's uh, enjoying himself there. But you don't know that. And the guy, no one else will know that. The, fam- the guy's family won't know that. But he'll be living this, like, double life of, you know, being homosexual in private and then heterosexual in public, which I think is not the best thing to lie like that and to have a family and have a wife, but actually be, you know, playing billiard balls in the, in the locker room with your mates. So I think it's better to, if you're going to be homosexual, just come out, especially if you live in Australia or the US, you know, you won't be, uh, you'd be fine. Just come out and uh, live, live honestly. <clears throat> I would say, no, I wouldn't say, but my, some of my homosexual friends in, in the cycling scene, there's a lot of homosexuals in cycling. And uh, understandably, you look at the fashion and the lycra and the stuff like that. So you have to sit behind men's asses in lycra all day. And so that that definitely attracts, you know, a higher level of homosexual men, which is fine. And uh, I've only lived this in the last few years, really. It's, I've been pretty naive to it all, which is quite surprising. But I've got a couple of homosexual cyclist friends of mine, and they're like, man, Harley, all your, your biggest haters are closet homosexuals. And I'm like, what? No way. And they're like, dude, 100%. Such and such is gay. Such and such is gay. And I'm like, he's got a girlfriend. I'm like, man, you serious, man? That's a smokescreen. He is into you, man. Every time he's banging her, he's saying he's banging you. He's closing his eyes. He's feeling daddy. And I'm just like, that's just sick, man. But that's the reality. And then they have, so they're living in this closet world, and they're, they're just feeling like really, uh, you know, just a lot of anger or hate sex towards me and blah, blah, blah. So they just get obsessed about me. And you, you, look how they write about me on the internet. Look how they write about me. They write about me like I'm, a, I'm their ex, ex-lover ex or something like that. They're passionately writing about me. They make videos about me. Like, edit. I mean, some of the edits they do, it's like, fucking it. Like, really? I can't even edit that much about topics that I'm passionate about. You, you, you take a look at a three-hour documentary or a blog that takes you like four or five hours to write. That's that's some serious passion towards Dune Rider. Daddy Dune Rider. And I, I, still, I feel a bit honoured. I feel a bit honoured, to be honest, to be, uh, to be admired and lusted over that much. I'm just a, a skinny middle-aged guy with the, you know, nothing too impressive going on. But anyway, I'm digressing there. Just, just giving you some really deep sort of insights that a lot of you out there be like, what is this? What's going on? But this is the reality. And when, when you get a experience under your belt, you'll be like, oh, uh-huh, yeah. I remember that podcast I listened to Duran Rider back in uh, February the 14th and Valentine's Day. Back in 2020, yeah, he was right. When I first heard it, I was like, what is he smoking, man? What is he smoking? But I'm 100% sober right in this minute. So that is the dealio. Uh, if your woman's into you, man, she will be down. She'll be down to clown, 100%. So if you, and if you're, so you've got to ask yourself, are you, are you just cool being a friend with her? Are you cool being her orbiting beta, her male buddy, you know, go on dates with, but nothing's ever going to happen? You're cool with that? That's fan, That's great. Do that, man. That's Because you've got to have, be able to have skills, man. You gotta be able to know how to hang out with them, make women laugh, make them feel safe, take them on adventures, find good food. Just be a friend, man. You know, because then when you do find a girl who's into you more than just friends, then you'll be like, ah, oh, yeah. You can bring that sort of semi-romantic level of going out on dates and going to walk through the fields, watching the sunsets, and just doing stuff like that. Like that's really powerful things to do. So if you can do that, and you can. You know, give her a, a good schlogging and make her calm and stuff like that or just make her feel very sexy, make her feel really turned on, then that is very, 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 very powerful. And you'll become a, 
just an unforgettable man in her life, and, and she'll do anything to keep you in there, do anything to keep you in there, you know, because men like that are rare, most men just want to pump and dump, most men just want to hit it and quit it, right? and women love that sort of sex, but if they can get that sort of sex with a guy who wants to stick around and be a boyfriend and be a friend, be a mentor, be a provider, be an alpha, be a, bo- a boyfriend, then they're like, well, yeah, this is this is what I'm chasing. This every single straight woman's chasing that. Every single, even whatever age, maybe she's ninety, she's still chasing that masculine presence. Especially if she had a lot when she was younger. That she's just craving that, craving that, you know. So you'd have to be. Everybody has to be. I was an orbiting beater for many years. You know, I've always had attractive female friends, and I was orbiting beater for them back in the day. You know, so that that gave me that apprenticeship. And uh, and I just enjoyed. It. I enjoyed hanging out with with hot females who were into sport and stuff. I enjoy. It. I love that man. And so I can, yeah. So women still gravitate towards me today, even though I've got a girlfriend. They they just gravitate towards me because I just sort of give off a vibe of like, yeah, I know, I know how to hang out, have fun, and do sport, and I'm comfortable around really attractive women. It doesn't freak me out or whatever. And uh, that's so uh, you know. Then you get guys as well who who are jealous of you. And they'll be like, oh, you know, he's getting all the chicks, getting all the hot pussy, blah blah blah. And they'll start making up stories about you or whatever. Or <laughs> you know, another thing as well is always, all right. If you do get sexual with someone, always record it, all right. And that can be never let the woman know that. If she, if she does catch you out, just say, oh, I was just, I just wanted to hear your voice. You know, on on my audio, it sounds very sexy. You know, don't tell her, oh, well, I wasn't going to trust you, Mike. Do a fake rape claim on me, so you know. I just want to double check you're okay. Never say that. <laughs> That's the truth. But a woman doesn't want to hear that. That you doubted her. She doesn't want to hear that at all. So what you got to say <clears throat> is that you know. Um, I just wanted to hear you know. I just wanted to hear your voice, your sexy voice, and something to remember the passionate night we had. But she'll never find out. If she did somehow accidentally catch her out, then that's what you got to say. And stick with that. Stick with that. Women don't want the truth. They want their feelings protected, all right? They want the truth ideally, but priority is feelings protected. And if a woman finds out she, you're lying, then she feels hurt, all right? So never get caught out and always you know, have that uh, that truthful story she can believe. And the truth, and it's sort of semi-true, isn't it? It's a half-truth. You wanted to hear how you were, did that night and how she, what she liked and things like that. So you can do a better job next time. That's more of a flattering thing than, yeah, you know, like during order, banged a lot of groupies and, uh, you know, one of them told her boyfriend that it was, wasn't consensual. So, uh, you know, good thing doing right is according. So I just want to do the same thing. <laughs> That's just, that ain't, ain't going to fly well. That ain't going to fly well. But lucky I did that. Because remember that uh, girl called Hannah Lobb? And then uh, we had uh, some hookups there in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And uh, all consensual fun. Just mates having a hit out in the in the hotel bedroom. And then her boyfriend found out. And uh, he didn't, it wasn't too impressed that uh, Hannah... Gave her all to uh, Daddy Duranada. He wasn't too impressed at all. So Hannah said to him, "Oh, yeah, it wasn't really. Oh, he just. I don't know. He's, I, th- I don't think I really wanted it, but he just. Oh." <laughs> so this Michael Hebo guy made 130 videos on YouTube about me. You know, but if you do want to know the truth about that, if you have any doubts, just ask freely. Freely, did Hannah admit to you that Harley and her had a consensual hookup? Freely will tell you. Freely's brother will tell you. Freely's mum will tell you. Any Hannah's friends, uh, uh, Tony, Ann, um, Johnny, and Michelle, Tanner, they were they were all there that night, and the next morning. So it's all good. But anyway, so that's just a powerful example of always record. But that's in my ebook as well, coming out very soon. A chapter about that. Always record those conversations. You never know what chick 
might spin some story later on when the husband or boyfriend finds out. You just don't know, man. All right. So always be prepared. Always be prepared. That's as simple as that. So uh, now, next one. Let's talk. Let's go into the women's one. How do you tell if a guy's really into you? Again, same thing, man. He will drop everything. He will fucking drop everything to uh, to get you into his life. He will do. It. He'll, he'll quit his job. He'll move state. He'll move country. He'll ditch his friends. He'll ditch his wife. He'll ditch his kids. He'll ditch his cats and dogs and car collection. He'll ditch everything if he's really that into you. He will do it all. Now, a lot of women don't really want that because they're like, oh, okay. But they do want that as well. Yeah. They don't want to be a guy's centerpiece of focus in life. They want a guy who's living on his mission and they want to come along for the journey. All right. So what you want to do is give the impression you'll drop everything temporarily to grab her into your life, into your adventure. It's a bit like basically... You're in a mission on a yeah, your 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 life you're in your life mission, your life purpose. That's so very, very sexy. And so you you're on a train, you're just steam training along in life. You're on your purpose and your mission, you're getting shit done, and you're on that train and you're the captain of the train, and all of a sudden you see her on the side of the track and you're like, oh, Man, I've got to have her on the, on this on this train. So you just hit the brakes, you pull up, you're screeching and she's like, Oh my god, what are you doing? You're stopping everything. Oh my god, you're doing that for me? And then you grab her, smuggle on the train, chuck her on the train, and then you start back on the mission again. So so she's along for the ride. A woman wants to be along for the ride. She doesn't want to be in the control. If you let the woman make the rules, man, you're fucked. A woman never wants to make the rules. She wants to be ruled and be guided and have fun and have adventure, have good sex and good food and good times. She doesn't want to make the rules. (laughs) If she's making the rules, oh, man, what the fuck's going on there? You know what I mean? You might as well dress up in a skirt and heels. Get a spankier. Like, fire out. But hey, some people are into that. But women don't want to be in that masculine position. They don't want to be in that masculine position. But they might be forced to because they're like, oh my God, this guy's this fucking chump. What have I married? What have I gotten pregnant to do? You know, like, in cycling, those guys, oh yeah, I want to get a new bike, but I'll have to ask the, uh, I'll have to ask the treasurer. It's like, what? I'll have to ask my wife if I can get a new bike. And it's like, yeah. Who, who makes the money in your household? Oh, I do, but, you know, I've got to pass it for her. Like, what the fuck? What's going on there? Man, that, she ain't having some deep orgasms of that shit. She's, like, married to my brother. <laughs> married to my brother. So the man always has to make the rules, and he has to make good rules, and he has to get getting results done. You can't just be, like, a, a drunk clown talking shit and getting nothing done in your life. you got to you got to be a gamer, man. you got to be the alpha provider. Otherwise, you know, just just a, a beta chump dime a dozen easy to replace. So there you go. That's that's the woman. If a guy's into you, man, he'll get the cigarettes, he'll get the drugs, he'll stop everything. He'll fucking stop everything, especially with bad habits. So, I mean, your life purpose, things like that, you can put those on hold. You know, while you well, you, know, you, just, you can stop your train. You know, you refuel a bit, a bit of bit of, bit of a day trip at this place, but then you grab her, you you're back on the train again. There's something like cigarettes or drugs or meth or party lost or whatever, like, that's bad habits, man. That's bad shit. And that ain't going to take you anywhere in life. So if a guy's really into you, he'll stop that, like, fucking on the day. If you say to the guy, you know, I want you to stop this, he'll do that. He'll do that for you. And that's not you making the rules. That's you helping him make new rules for his life, right? So that's a big difference as well. Like, you're not making the rules there. Like, that's, no one needs to smoke cigarettes. No one needs to do drugs consistently. Yeah, that's that's you helping him. 
But at the same time, guys, what the fuck are you doing anyway? Still smoking, still getting high every every week. Like, come on, man, what are you fucking doing? Stop fucking around. Get your life shit in order. All right. So if you're sober, listen to this. Fucking awesome, man. That you have like such an got such an advantage. Got such an advantage. But then you'll be like, hang on, man. Oh, I'm a, I'm a sober guy. I'm like vegan. I'm cycling. Listen to all your advice, Darren Ryder. But like, you know, like just go out these fucking stoner chads, man. Like, don't give a fuck about it. Like, they just want to fuck with and that's it. And it's like, yeah, that's very true, and it's a great observation. But those stoner chads who just want to pump, dump, hit and quit are making her feel more excited, making her feel more emotional, making her feel more sexy. They're giving a higher level of masculine presence there. You know, they've got a bit more confidence. They're like, yeah, I've got 10 chicks in the boil. Take it or leave it. And that attracts a woman. That gets a woman excited when she's with a guy and she knows that guy has options. If the woman feels like you're her only option, <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, okay. Okay. That, it feels more special, doesn't it, to know that someone's got options, but they choose to spend their time with you. That's pretty powerful, man. Whereas you've sort of got like a bit of a, a hostage where they've got no option but to, to be with you. You know, it's like you're nothing, you know. So that's that's the sort of thing. It's like when I, it's sports day, I was like, I'd be get picked last. It'd be me and this fat kid and I always picked dead last. And it'd come down to just me and, me and my mate Sean, his name was. He, was. he was the only fat kid at school back in the 80s and the early 90s. So it'd be me and him, you know. And when people pick us, it's like, yeah, you picked me because you don't want to get the fact Sean. Or they pick, they pick Sean because they don't want to get you know, asthmatic Harley. So that was the reality, you know. So people pick you because they had another choice. It didn't feel too good. But, you know, one day they picked me first, you know, and I found out the teacher will set that up. But before I found out there's a center, I was like, oh, really? Like, oh, you guys had so many options. Like, you picked me? Oh. And it just made my whole fucking day, man. And then I found out the teacher fucking set it up. So, you know, but it made me feel really special that but the person had a lot of options, but they chose me. Right? So remember that back in the day in sports day when the guns, the fast runners or the basketballs or whoever get picked first? I'm not sure they have that anymore, but back in my day in school in the 80s, 90s, they did have that. Now maybe the teacher's picked, so there's no discrimination going on. But that's the reality there. So... Understand that orbiting beta apprenticeship. Understand that if a guy's really into you, he'll drop everything. If a girl's really into you, she'll drop everything. You know, so that's that's really powerful there. That's really powerful there. Um, what else can I say? Let's talk about a bit of that jealousy. Uh, if you're a guy and you're jealous, oof, 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 your days numbered, man. Doesn't matter if you got status, money, and looks. If you're like jealous and possessive, more than she wants you to be, oh, it's 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 gonna fade real quick, man. Every, I don't know, it's just it's insecurity there. You know, confidence is super super important, and confidence not in the sense of like you're just a drunk cock, like like yeah, I'll drunk mate, I'll drink, I'll take on Conor McGregor, mate, yeah, mate, come on, and you get knocked out. I'm talking confidence and like life confidence, you know, sexual confidence, public speaking confidence, you know, behind the camera, just confidence in everything you do, you're just confident. And so that's that's hugely, hugely, hugely attractive. And generally to have status and money, you've got to have confidence. But confidence trumps all. But you, you can't be a confident man, a real confident man in 2020 and not be having a high level of some sort of financial or status, social success. You can't. You'll be rewarded for that confidence and that hard work. So if you have fake confidence, you won't have much going on in your life. But if you have genuine confidence, you have a lot going on. You have a lot of women chasing you. You have a lot of money for your lifestyle, you have a, a lifestyle of abundance, etc., etc. And then you have the guys with a lot of money, but not really much confidence, because they want to have a lot of money to, to attract women, but then they only up, end up attracting gold diggers, and then they wonder why the gold digger doesn't stick around. She's like, oh, you know, because she just wanted money. Just like 
And the guy who just wants the hot chick, and as soon as she gains 10 pounds, he's like, okay, I'm out of here. The guy just wanted the puss, the hot chick that he saw. I didn't care about the personality. So personality is very, very important as well, especially if you're a man. Personality is huge. Personality is more important than looks if you want more than just a one-nighter. There's some guys that they're like, I don't want more than one-nighter, man. I just want to hit and quit. Um, if you want to do that, then just go to just go to uh, you know certain countries around the world. Go to Colombia or Thailand or Philippines or China or even Australia. It depends where you go. Um, depends what your goals are. But this generally my audience is looking for you know that sweet boyfriend or that sweet girlfriend that they really have common interest with. And all you have to do with that is again is just put yourself out there, advertise yourself, use YouTube channels. Show that you're a fun person. If you're not a fun person, learn how to be a fun person. Do your orbiting beta apprenticeship. Do your yards. You know, understand what women like and, and girls. Understand what guys like. What the guys like. <clears throat> guys want a nice girl who is in relative control of her emotions, who isn't a nagging hag, who isn't bitter about a dad or ex-boyfriend. Um, you know, uh, who's you know sexually just always there for her, her boyfriend. He doesn't, you know, protest and uh, just complain. That's what guys want. I mean, you can, you can be a super hot chick, but that, that really goes, that fades real quick if you're, like, bitchy and, like, eh, that just fades real quick. Like, fades real It's like a, it's like a Porsche that runs out of gas. You're like, oh, what's going on now? Serious? You know, or Porsche, it's constant oil changes. You're like, oh, man, like, we can't even redline this thing. Oh, God, man, give me the, give me a master. Give me a mask, I'm done with Porsches, you know. So that's exactly uh, the thing there. And uh, quality attracts quality, and fake attracts fake. So be quality and you'll, you'll have more of that in your life. But you women want guys with spirits. Excuse me. Women want guys who experience. So if you go out there and you're really nice, women are like, oh, he's nice, but... I don't think it's going to make me come. I don't think it's going to make me feel horny. I don't think it's going to make me feel sexy. I don't think he's going to be like, you know, anything more than just an opening beta friend. So women want guys to experience. So guys got to go there, get the experience, got to rack up, rack up the mileage, you know, date older women, date women of, uh, you know, different, uh, different nationalities, etc. You got to diversify and get a vasectomy because, you know, having kids is a huge responsibility and given it's 2020 of the coronavirus and Australian bushfires and, Helicopters crash like it's just we, we got craziness coming up, man. This ain't this ain't even the start of it. So get a vasectomy, otherwise you're gonna get tied down with kids. And if you already got kids and you understand you're always a bit late, Harley might be tied down. Get a vasectomy anyway because you don't get tied down with even more kids. Three kids is easier than four. Four kids is easier than five. No kids is easier than one kid. One kid's easier than two kids. You know the deal. You know the deal. Vasectomy saves lives. Vasectomy is a fucking winner. <laughs> That's another video. I've got another podcast about that vasectomy, so check it out. Um, what else can I say about repeating myself too much? We've talked about all being beaters. We've talked about how a guy or a girl will drop everything to be with you. Um, and let, let, hang, let's talk about uh, yeah, let's talk about women women and men who are scared to drop everything to be with them because they maybe did that in the past and they got mad burned. They got burned. They're like, oh, man. That time I just dropped everything for that chick or that guy, and they just turned out to be a total player or a total fuckwit or a total hag. I ain't doing that ever again, man. I ain't doing. I ain't committing ever again. I get that. I get that. I can relate. But uh, I think everybody deserves a clean slate, you know. 
So there are stereotypes, but just learn stereotypes. Learn how to read people better. And, that, and it comes by making mistakes, man. I can read people a lot better in 2020 than I can in 2019. I can read a lot better people in 2019 than I could in 2016. Like night and day differences. I look back, I was into talking to Tasha today about some of the, the fucking darrows I've let into my life over the years just because I was being a nice person, just genuinely wanted to help people. Genuinely thinking people can change. A leopard does not change its spots. Yeah. It, it can get a little bit better, but if it's a really fucking damaged leopard, it ain't changing, man. If someone's done meth and just been they've been violent and they're just you know they're just fucked up, they're gonna always gonna have those traits, man. They ain't gonna get better. I, I've never seen it personally. I'm not saying it can't happen. I've just never seen it, man. So if someone's got a history of drugs or mental health issues, like you know, like bad mental health issues, then they're doing Xanax and shit, smoking durries. Don't get involved with them, man. Keep them at arm's length. Don't even be friends with them. Just don't be rude, but just be be too busy. Because these people are damaged. If someone's got a lot of tattoos, <laughs> if someone's got a lot of tattoos, that's a sign. It's not always a sign, but this could be a strong sign. I know, I know, psycho, I know psycho people haven't got any tattoos, you know. But a lot of tattoos is generally, I find it, you know, sometimes, not all the time. I'd say 95% of the time. Some of you, some of you go, man, I've got a lot of tattoos, Harley. You, 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 you clown on me, bro? You clown on me? 95% of the time, people with a lot of tattoos generally have a lot of anxiety, a lot of angst. They've had bad relationships with their parents in the past or ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend or whatever. I generally find people with a lot of tattoos are quite damaged. General rule. Right? People have done meth. People have done prescription medications. You know? Or people just have an angry-looking face. That's a big one as well. It's an angry looking face is basically a big red flag. You know, or having a bad relationship with their mum or a bad relationship with their dad. You know, if there's still resentment. If you talk to someone about their parents and like they got they got anger still, you're like, ooh. If if they're like, yeah, it's eh, mum and dad are a bit fucked up, so good, you know, I understand they're just doing the best they could do with the resources they had, no biggie, you know, shit happens. Then that's 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 cool. Yeah, that's a lot better if they got if you feel that resentment towards ex boyfriend, ex girlfriend. Ooh, stay clear, my friend. Stay clear. You know, and how 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 a woman treats her ex boyfriend is very very telling as well. I mean, we don't know that always know the full story because she might be a good liar, he might be a good liar. We don't know the truth, but today with social media, it's a bit easier to tell. You know, but then again, a lot of you aren't going to be dating people who've had social media relationships out there, really. You know, um. You know, how someone treats their ex-boyfriend is a huge one no, to bring back. But no, freely again, you know, like imagine what her boyfriend now, Robin, feels like he's thinking, holy shit, like if she treated Harley like that and he did so much for her, like I ain't done nothing for her, how would she treat me if we split up? So there's probably a bit of a, a black widow fear living on in there in the in Cape Tribulation. Yeah, and I say that with a bit of humour as well. But how you treat... Your boyfriend, you know, or even your girlfriend afterwards is, is very, very telling of what sort of person you are. And they say you don't really know someone to be back up with them. I would say that's very, very true. But an easy way to find that out is just how did they treat their last boyfriend or their last girlfriend? Like really, not not you know, not third party like nonsense or like really, how did how did they you know they were? Here's a here's a great one was. You know, I believe that, oh, you should always leave a woman in a better position than you found her. She should have more knowledge, she should have more money, she should have more fitness, she should have better looks, 
after you've finished with her, or after it's moved on, she should be in a better position. She's not. You didn't do your job as a man. That's my strong belief there. Now, so then what you could do is you could look at a guy and a girlfriend, and you could, let's say this is the guy that they want to invest in a woman. You go, how is she afterwards? Was she in a better position afterwards after that relationship? And if she was, okay, cool, you did a good job. How does she treat him now? Does she give him time of day? Does she talk shit about it? Blah, 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 blah. If she talks shit about him, you know, like, okay, just, this chick ain't worth investing in. She's damaged goods, man. If she uh, she doesn't talk about it, but she's like, hey, he's a great guy, we just want to get along, blah, 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 then that, that's, a, that's a good cash. You want to snap that up? You want to snap that up? Um, yeah, she'll, she'll enrich your life. But otherwise, if she's, 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 she's a man-hater, or if he's a woman-hater, because he's got issues with his mom or issues with his first wife or whatever, then you know, you want to stay clear of that, right? You want to stay clear of that. If... <laughs> If you bring up the ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend and you feel those emotions coming up, that like resentment or whatever, then you're like, mm, you know. Obviously, there's context, all right? So I'm giving you some general guidance here. This context is very, 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 very powerful. So uh, let's wrap this one up. So for guys, never be jealous about a girlfriend getting attention from other guys because that's called, you know, masculine presence, what women need. Women need to have that to feel safe. So understand that. Give her your masculine presence and understand if she doesn't get enough, then she's just going to go elsewhere. And that's Some people call that emotional cheating or whatever. So it's just fucking whatever. It's like, it's just her being a female. You know, it's fine. Understand that. Accept it. Roll with it. Roll with her moods and uh, be a yeah, Casanova like that. Just roll with her moods. Give her good food. Give her a lot of sugar. Things like that. And then uh, if she's keen, man, she will fucking, you, you, you'll just know, man, because she'll be laying in your bed that night right? or the next night as well. Right, it's as simple as that. Simple as that. Right? Give her the option to sleep on the sofa. Give her the option to sleep on the floor. Make her bed for make her make a bed for her on the sofa or whatever if it's your place. And if she jumps into your bed, then you know what's going on there. If she sleeps on the sofa, then you know what's going on there too. Just give them the option. Give them the option. Um, that's that's a really good test right there. That's a really good test right there. And then you'll, you'll, see, you'll, you'll uh, but it's always good to get an old woman as well, you know. But if you're alone in the house and there's no sex going on that first night or second night, then you know it's just, you know, it's just, you're meant to be just friends, nothing more than that. And that's fine. That's fine. But don't be jealous of the guy, you know, who's, who's uh, making a scream the next night, you know. That's just, that's just, uh, <laughs> they say it's not, you don't own her, it's just your turn. And that's very, very true as well. And vice versa for guys as well. Women don't own men. That's just their turn. So make a good experience for your turn and enjoy yourselves out there and get a vasectomy. Be safe. Record conversations. Record, take screenshots just for your own personal safety. You know, for their safety, your safety. No one can say anything else otherwise. And uh, what else can we say? You know, what else can we say? Girls, if a guy is not that into you, he'll be distant, he'll be vague. This especially the start of a relationship. I mean, at the start in that honeymoon period, you know, like in, when you're in a relationship, you come for each other. Then yes, you can sort of like get a little bit distant here and there. That's just normal, you know. It's just it's fine. It's like when you get a brand new pair of shoes, you're like, oh my god. But when you had them for a week, like, oh, yeah, some, where, where's my where's the other shoe gone? I can't find where that shoe is. That's totally normal. I mean, do your best to be keeping it fresh for sure. Women love to be courted every day, but it is it is normal for things to you know drift a little bit here and there with time. That's normal. But at the start, you know, if, if isn't that full on, you know, he'll do anything for me vibe, then you know it's like, eh, it's, what's it going to be like in a year's time? 
you know. And then on the flip side, you have like a full-on narcissist manipulator who might be falling over the top, full love bombing you and everything. You know, oh my God, this is crazy. So, but those people are generally on drugs, you know. So if they're full love bombing you and they're high, then you know it's not going to last. If they're love bombing you and they're sober, then you're like, oh, okay, so this is, this is a real deal. He's really into me. And some women are like, oh my God, I'm never going to ever have that. Well, it's better to never have the real thing than to have fake stuff every day, I feel, you know. It's better than just focus on your career, focus on your fitness, focus on enjoying your life, helping others. And uh, give yourself, sorry, give yourself masculine presence. Because again, even though women need that masculine presence, they can also go, well, hang on, we're not in the jungle. I don't need to have that much. You know, I'm safe. I'm good. I'm good to go. I live in the, live in the US. I live in Australia. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm not in the jungle with the same two tigers anymore. So when you have that urge for just to hang out with any masculine who's just giving you anything, then you go, hang on, what do I, why do I even really need that? I don't need that. I just think I do. My DNA says I do, but I don't really need that. This is just like fatty food or Big Macs. When you have a Big Mac or whatever, you're like, oh my God, the body's like, oh yeah, yeah this is good. But then your brain's like, hang on, this is, this is full of cholesterol and excess saturated fat. It supports animal cruelty and deforestation. Even though my body might want this, it's not good for my health. It's not good for the planet. I have to be conscious and say no and eat some rice, eat some fruit, have some sugar, have some pasta, have some bread with hummus or whatever instead to get my carbohydrate needs my body really craves. Right? So there's a time where you have to listen to your body as well. And also deny listen to your body and use your brain. Okay, if that makes sense. So there you go. If you have any questions about this, hit me up on Instagram feed. This is today's podcast. I will do some more follow-ups to this one. Bound, bound to cause a bit of stir up out there. And hopefully it does stir people up, get them thinking. Get them thinking and uh, get them enriching their lives because relationships can be a lot of pleasure, it can be a lot of hell. So my goal is just to increase the pleasure aspect for people out there and share from my mistakes. And uh, and hey, I've got no hate for any any crew out there. Um, maybe a little bit of frustration here or there. But hate hate will age you fast, it'll give you a bitter looking face, it'll it'll rot your soul. Hate is not a good thing to live by, you know. For anger is not a good thing to live by. Frustration, not a good thing to live by. You want to live by, you know, fascination, how to be a better example and help people and power forward. Leave a positive legacy versus a negative one. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the comments. Appreciate the support. We'll see you on Instagram. We'll see you on YouTube. And we'll see you on Facebook. And we'll see you on Tumblr. Peace.